All right. Well, thanks for coming out for the podcast and set. My guest tonight is Mr. Joey Shope. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate this. Thanks for coming down. This is a big deal for me. Um, all right. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, you and I just met, what was it, last year? Something like that. Uh, probably OC Fest is probably where I met you the first time. Right. Because I went out to do that. That's at, at, at Spectacles. Spectacles Improv Engine. Spectacles Improv Engine up in Orange County. Yep, spectaclesimprov.com. Right. Find out about more shows and classes. There you go. Plug, plug away, man. Yeah. <laughs> No reason to rush that. That's spectaclesimprov.com. Uh, and you teach out there and do shows I out there? I teach, coach, and I perform out there. Here in the lovely Pack Theater, I get to do the JTS Brown the first and third Tuesday of the month. That's right. That's a great show, too. Thank you. I love that form. I love it, too, man. Uh, it's just, like, Nick taught it, like, I think a year and a half ago. And we were just like, I was just at a different point in my life, and we, it was a different group, and it just ended up not working out as a team. Right. Uh, I think we got down to like five people, and like that forum needs like people. It needs it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people show, uh, and so we we tried with five. It just didn't work out. Um, but you know, learning it the first time was really hard for me because like it's all about like letting go of control and like just being in the moment. And then like there's so many things that I love so much about it that was a struggle for me the first time I did it. The second time around it was a little bit easier. Cause also, I knew a lot of the exercises too. Right. Why don't you? Because I know. I'll a lot of people may not be familiar with that form at all. Sure. And you, you learned it from Nick Armstrong, who learned it from Craig Kikowski, who's one of the people who invented it in Chicago. Yeah, so I'm only like three generations away. That's all right. From the first show ever. But actually, you know, go ahead and, and, and describe what exactly is the JTS Brown. So, all right, here we go. Uh, it's it's not a form; it's a philosophy. Um, it's a real. Th- that Nick said that day one in both the classes, and I was like. I mean, I agree with it 100, percent but even uh, even me, who's like loves improv, I'm like, all right, buddy. Um, but it is. It's 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 essentially the base philosophy is whatever happens next is the correct move, and we must support it. You must, you must, you must. Um, it starts off with a shared group monologue. Uh, it's one person, and we all take over that character and continue the monologue, and then based off that, we kind of spin out into doing the rest of the show. Um, and there's, like, creative edits, there's, like, scenes, there's everything in between, and it's based off a lot of, like, people being the environment, and then having that be in the next scene, a lot of interesting transitions. Um, it's really, really cool, and extremely dorky, and I love it so much. It's, it, it was always a form, and I thought, what a great form for developing more of an ensemble feel. Yeah. Because everyone has to be involved in yeah. almost everything that happens at any given moment. Yeah, it's not a show for like trying to stand out as an individual. Um, I'm going to steal this right from Jason Schatz, but he had a really good metaphor for it that I think the JTS Brown is. It's not six or eight people digging one-foot holes. It's eight people digging one eight-foot hole. And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then learning the JTS Brown, you learn so much of that. It's like, because Nick would just drill into us. Like, it's the entire group's up there. You gotta support. You gotta support. Right. There's no not. If you're not supporting, then you're not doing a JTS Brown. Right. You're being a detriment, not a help. It was funny what you said er- earlier. It's one of those things like, when it, all right, it, it's not a form. It's a philosophy. It's a right? form. And, and, and that, that, that sounds like a hippie thing to say, uh, but it's one of those things that an improv I find to be well. It's actually it's true. Yeah. And he is. It is a form, but he's right. It's also a philosophy. 
things like that in improv, I always found, like, I, I used to always say, I'll still say it, like, you need to be able to hold two things that seem to contradict each other in your mind at the same time. Like, I've always said, uh, never censor yourself. Right. Sometimes censor yourself. Right. Right? Uh, which, to me, I can hold both those things in my mind to be true right. equally because right. they're not in conflict for me. Well, because I think, I think it's just the, I think people could probably get hung up on the word censor, but what you're really saying is like, for me, at least the way I'm interpreting it is like, in what I do, if I stop myself from doing this thing, am I helping the show or am I hurting the show? Right. If, I'm, if I want to do something and I go, wait a minute, this is not going to help this show or this scene, whether it's JT's Brown or anything, I should then censor myself because I'm not helping the entire show. Right. And to me, I think that's absolutely true. And at the same time, the, the way I always saw it was like, say I'm, I'm on the sideline of a show, right? right? And there's a scene going on, and I get an impulse. Right. Like, man, I want to do this thing that's it's going to fuck this scene. Uh, and they're going to be pissed probably at me. Uh, but I have, to, I have to have the freedom to do that sometimes. Right. I'm just like, I'm, I don't know why this is striking me so clearly right now, but I got to try this thing. And sometimes I will do it. And I will learn from it, and I will I will apologize to those people afterward. Uh, I, th- I think you have to have that freedom, but I think you also have to have the discipline to sometimes be like, "All right, no, that's just a jackass idea." Right. Uh, I think of myself as a pretty aggressive player, um, but I'll be the first one to lose. Like if I see a spot that's like needs to be filled or whatever, you know, I think the example is if someone plays the president in the scene, there has to be some sort of bodyguard near him. Uh, that's the second rule of improv. Uh, All right. That's day two. You learn that. But, like, so, like, you know, I'll go up there and do it, but if I see someone else go do that move or whatever, I'm like, okay, great. You know, because I, 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 I think I'm aggressive, like, especially with JTS Brown, because aggression's, aggression's almost kind of, like, supported in a very, like, comforting way and stuff like that. You know, if I have that same impulse in a JTS Brown, I will go do it. And you're right, could fail. But if my scene mates are supporting me in that decision, then it probably won't fail. Right. Uh, so when you're saying... You go be the... That doesn't sound like ag- aggressive. Like, you're aggressively supporting. Right. Like, you're doing a side... Like, a, like background work in that scene. That doesn't strike me as aggressive. That strikes strike me as support. Well, I'll do, a lot of, I'll do a lot of aggressive supporting. And it can seem like Joey's going up there a lot. But in reality is, is I see a hole and I want to fix it. But again, if I see anyone else go up there to do it, I'm like, great. Because I will gladly lose instead of trying to fighting because it's like, I'd much rather see someone else do it. Because, like, there... And, like, if... I'll edit really quickly, too. Like, I think that's uh, something that, like, JTS Brown taught me, but I think I was something, like, I was kind of good at to begin with. If, like, you know, something needs something or the scene needs to be over, um, I will aggressively edit it because it's like, I'd much rather just keep the show going or flow or something like that. It's funny you say aggressively edited. Uh, which means mean you, you'll edit it when it needs to be edited. Yeah. But I, aggressively. I, but I think, yeah, get out of my way. I'm pushing people... <laughs> That was a bullshit scene. Well, I'm just thinking that. I'm just, I'm, it's, cause aggressive, because I, I use aggressive uh, in improv, sort of, because improv has its own jargon depending on who, who you're talking to. Sure, there's a million different words to say, like the same philosophy or idea in improv. Right, because like, aggressive, I see more as like, uh, like one of the ways I use aggressive is like a, an aggressive straight man, uh, which means a straight man who's attacking. Right. He's not just understanding that the absurd is doing something wrong. He's right. attacking it, saying why it's wrong, making it worse. Right. Uh, an aggressive edit, to me, an aggressive edit is probably an early edit. Right. Uh, and, and that means I want to pick up the pace of a piece. Sure. Uh, but I like the use of, you, you're doing everything. I, I, I actually, I enjoyed the, the mental 
framework of I approach improv aggressively. Yeah. Uh, well, because, I mean, you watch any show, there are going to be more passive people, and there's going to be more aggressive people, and I think that's just the nature. Um, you but, know, I mean, but the, the, what you're describing, like, the idea of, like, it's not like, because there there's aggression on stage that, that's bad. Sure. That's, that's oh, hurtful. 100%. Right. But it's, what we're talking about is, like, no, no, aggression that works. Like, I will, basically, I will aggressively support. Yeah. I will aggressively heighten. I will aggressively define something. Yeah. Uh, I won't aggressively fuck your scene for no reason. Right. Except for once in a while. Every once in a while. Because you have to have that freedom, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't fight you on it because I've 100% done that, too. I'm like, what's great, too, is when you're like, this is what this, this, is what this needed. And you're like, no, this is, what, this is not what this needed at all. And then you have to go like, okay, I'm here now. Yeah, I did this. Yeah. Let me, let me wallow in this moment for yeah. a moment. Everyone deal with the sassy waiter or whatever the fuck I become. <laughs> sassy waiter is always a good move. It's... Yeah, that's the third thing you learn in improv. <laughs> Rule number three, sassy waiter. Yes, and the president always needs a bodyguard. Sassy and waiter. sassy waiter. It's not explained at all. It's just, it says number three, period, <laughs> sassy waiter. Uh, if you don't get it, then you don't belong here. Yeah, you'll have to take level one again. And you said you started doing this when you were 14. Yeah. Uh, which to me is kind of amazing just because when I was 14, most of this, I don't think it, existed sure uh i mean maybe comedy sports had begun but it wasn't around like it is now yeah plus it was started like in milwaukee or something like that like and it started and it was from what i like have been told in the stories it like it was kind of like like central for a while then it broke out to chicago or maybe chicago for i have no idea i don't know why i'm talking um i don't know i speak with authority i do not have all the time and i just wait till someone (coughs) Calls me I out on it. The, I do that all the time. Yeah. Actually, I, I call myself on it because sometimes, I'll be, oftentimes when I'm teaching, right. I'm, I'm coming up with what I'm saying yeah. again or something. I'm coming up with something new. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I noticed in myself, I tend to say things like they've been true for a thousand years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and it's like I just made this up. But I, I, I hear myself and I'm like, wow, I'm saying this like it's been true for a thousand yeah, like years. I, I was taught this exact verbiage. So, like. I completely, yeah, I get that. Um, as a teacher, I, at least at this point, I'm doing a lot of, I'm kind of breaking into like having my own sayings and mannerisms and whatnot. But for right now, at least I'm kind of like just repeating everything I've learned and then bringing it to them, either in like a different fashion or like change slightly or varied, like the way I teach it or coach it. But like, because here's the thing is like, one person's going to hear something one way and like understand it that, but they might understand it if you say it in a different way. So you right. can like try to like backpedal into that, and I, there's definitely been times where I'm like, "Here's this," and I'm like, "What did you just say?" Oh, you said this. Okay, great. And then I'm like, but on the outside, I'm like, "This is correct the entire time." Right. It's funny because like in, in in teaching, what so often has struck me is that you wind up saying, I think part of the art of it in expressing my thoughts in, in improv anyway is finding as many different ways as possible to say the same damn thing. Sure. Because you don't know what's going to connect with who, depending exactly. on how you say it. Exactly. Uh, I was also thinking, like, I hate having a set curriculum. Right. As in, to me, that always struck me. Even when I started teaching, and you're told, yeah, you have to teach this, and then you get in front of a room full of human beings, right. and you realize, oh, they don't need that. Right. They, they need this. Uh, as, I think you have to, as a teacher, you, you give yourself the freedom to, like, adjust to the people in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's one hundred percent correct. Like, 
I mean, we have, like, structured, like, what we want to teach or whatever, but we might go, oh, I'm noticing you guys are doing this pretty well, but you guys are not doing, like, environment work or whatever right. shit we're dealing with that day uh, as much. So let's focus more on that. Have that be a bigger aspect of it. I, I, I think that – because improv as a whole uh, is a form, not a fluff or whatever the fuck it is. Um, like That's it's pretty very, hippie, man. Yeah, You're getting pretty hippie on it, me. Dude, it's so bad how fucking hippie I get. Because <laughs> um, improv as a whole is fluid. It's changing. It's dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – Improv, what it was when it first started, is not what it is now. You know what I mean? There's more teams. There's more places to perform, different styles. I mean, has UCB Game been around for this entire time? No, it was invented in the 19th. And, um, you know, whenever, or maybe 2000. Um, so that wasn't around when Golden. It was the mid-90s. Mid-90s. So, but that's, but, you know, Second City was already there. You know, Golden Com- Compass players is where they say a lot of it started. That They probably didn't have that UCB game mentality. Um, I mean, position play as a whole, I like, I like watching it a lot and, like, understanding it, but I know that wasn't – you've talked about this before, is you figured that out later in your improv career, like the, the definition of things as opposed to right. – like, it's not like day one you were like, oh, position play, I got it. No, no, yeah, that, that was one of those things, like, I think it was – I don't know if all – maybe – Maybe you will know this or have some insight into this. Because to me, the way I teach is basically I looked at, like, I was a good player. Right. But I couldn't, the first class I ever taught, I realized I don't know how to tell these people how to do. <laughs> just do me. Just do things like, I do. Or, yeah. or, or why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's just because I'd done it with good people for long enough where it was built into me. And then the teaching process became sort of deconstructing yeah. what, it, what it was that made me make certain choices. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to convey that to to someone else, and that that's where position play yeah. came out of. For me, it's a lot of like um, when I first started teaching, I would just teach like literally exercise after exercise of like, you know, this is this exercise, this is why you do it. And as a student, you learn, okay, this is why you do it. But then as a teacher, you go, oh, this is why we teach it this way. You know what I mean? Because you 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 now that you've peeled back the curtain of teaching, you go, oh, you teach this this way, and you're you want to be more slow and patient with it because it's more complicated. Or you can this is like just fast and goofy and fun, and like this is more like you know I teach a lot of stuff that's like I call it like tool belt, where it's just like you know do this one thing one time and it'll get a laugh, and then next scene you do this different thing. Like there's a lot of stuff like that, um, but like learning why that stuff was funny or why it worked or why it was so strong, and then learning like later like oh, this is why people absorb this kind of stuff. And not everyone's going to absorb everything you speak, that you talk about the first time or even after the tenth time, but you just got to go, okay, well, here's a different way to approach it. Yeah, it's mainly, it's, to me, I, I see it more and more in teaching. Is What I'm really teaching is, is a way to think about it. Right. Uh, it's, I, the irony is I, I have a lot of lessons and rules that I lay out yeah. and then tell people not to think when they play. Right. Because to me, the thinking is that you, you train your mind to, to, to analyze it off stage, to figure it out sort of sure. off stage, and you sort of build that into what becomes your on stage reaction. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't have to, so that you don't think about it when you play. For me as a performer, I was a type of performer or student that had to fail at something to go, oh, that's why we don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, which probably was frustrating for my teachers. Um, <laughs> Cause that, I, I, would think do s- I think that's everyone. I think everyone no, has I th- to do that. Sure. Or they do it inadvertently. Yeah. It, it, I've never had someone that's like, yes, that's the way. I will do it perfectly from now and forever. You're right. Uh, but I think there's like small like tools or you know, tricks that you can pull off the, na- the night of. But I mean, yeah, you're ultimately correct. But it, or it, 
Or it's like I wouldn't like try to be mentally present with the thing I was taught, and then I would do the opposite of what I was taught, and then I go, "That's why they're teaching us that." Oh my God, it's so clear now. But that's also like that's the, the beauty of improv is yeah. that that's the failure, which is yeah. built in. Yeah, it's uh, you're expected to fail. You're, yeah. you have the freedom to fail. Yeah, uh, and therefore learn, come back next week, do it again. Yeah, uh, I've never done a, a perfect show. I've just done shows that I've were done a couple, whatever they were. Really, no. a couple <laughs> perfect shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one I heard about. That was. <laughs> great. Whole, I, I think the whole world heard about that one. Yeah. That, that, that one Tell perfect your show you had. It's like, I, I, it's like I, I, I bowled a 400 once. I know it's not supposed to be possible. I was bowling in other lanes. That's how. It, it, I had two 200s and I put them together. It's a 400. They're still trying to figure out my score yeah. sheet, but I'm telling you, it was yeah. a fucking 400. It's, it's all there on the paper. It's not like you're just adding no- it's all the X's and a couple uh, other letters. How did he get eight strikes in that last frame? I don't know, but they're there. Look yeah. at them. They they count. There's some like scientist with like red string <laughs> and like the photos of you at a bowling alley and just trying to piece together. I always love stuff like down this that. Rabbit hole? Just, like, <laughs> this idea of like I, 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 someone claiming that, but it's like this, it's not. It's literally not a possibility, but no, no, yeah. it happened. It was a true thing. It's like I, I love the idea of fucking with simple things that are supposed to be true. Yeah. Uh, like I remember the first time I heard someone say, I think it, it might have been Ian the first time I heard it. was like, yes, I've discovered a new primary shape. <laughs> it's like a new primary shape. <laughs> like, yeah, like a new primary color. It's a new primary color. It's, it's a new color heretofore that did not exist. Yeah. That's bullshit. Let me see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at that. What is that? I don't know, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's indescribable. It's indescri- I can't describe it because it's new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just accepting it. Like, yep, that's not true. There is a new shape. Yeah. And it angers people. This, this is what... I, I love this in improv. It's kind of in a similar form. Uh, but, like, when I get, like, reactions from an audience that, like, aren't just, like, laughter, they, like, so say, ah, or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. And I'm like, you guys, this is made up. I'm not really an orphan. I have a home, like... I have a car. I'm going to go drive home later. And then I just want to immediately go back into the scene and be like, now back to me being an orphan. Like, that's just my mentality is like when I get like a reaction that, because laughter is like, that makes sense to me. Because like, oh, it's funny that these things are happening. And then like, oh, I'm like, this is what? It's, this isn't scripted. Like, what the fuck do you think you're like? So if any of you are tonight, you'll be looking so silly. Well, I I think you just guarantee at least one awe tonight. Uh, Actually, I heard a couple a second ago. Uh, Perfect. That's, that's, why make, that's why I make it to me. That, that's just another emotional response to what people are saying. No, that's you what I, I want. I, at this point right now, I am a comedic improviser, but, uh, and that's what I'm trying to be. Like, you know, some people try to get more grounded with it. Some people try to do X and Y with it and try to be thematic. But I'm trying to be comedian improviser. Uh, but I do want all, the wide variety of reactions because I think an awe will then la- naturally land itself to being laughter later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's funny. I was just thinking if you think about what is... Yeah, let's try and figure this out in about five minutes. Uh, you know, what is humor, right? Uh, if, you know, because to me... Philosophy it, out of form. Well, I mean, it's, 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 isn't humor in some way... A, it, I think for something to be funny, it has to be some way associated maybe right. with another emotion. Right. Uh, like it springs from anger or hate or love or... You know, jealousy. It's something we recognize. Right. Uh, and we're twisting. 
Right. So, so I mean, I think when you get that awe, yeah. it's, it's like it's almost like an awe with. I mean, you get an awe with laughter. Yeah. Because like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing that to that child. Yeah. That's so wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking great, dude. <laughs> this isn't a real child. This is impro- I'm, This is space I'm working with here. This is not even. No, it's happening. But but I mean, it, it, I think when, when when you get the awes, it means the audience you're doing yeah, your job because yeah. they're they believe what they're seeing. Yeah. Uh, you've made them see something on stage that you know maybe you didn't even see when you were up there. Yeah. When you're up there, there's always part of your brain. You do your best not to think and all that, but there's always part of your brain that's just sort of aware of the yeah. of the physical space you're in, whereas the audience isn't distracted by having to perform at all. Right. And if they want to, they can really try to imagine the space you're. I mean, they'll inadvertently sort of be trying to imagine the right. space you're actually in. Right. Uh, and they'll see it maybe more clearly than you will. Yeah. Yeah, so there. So that's, that's what humor is. Um, so I win. I just, I just, I, 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 I don't know. That's what humor it. is. Yeah, well, I think, like, humor, it's just, like, it, I think there's, like, two ways about it. It's like, oh, I can relate with that, which is what you're saying, is you can relate to, like, the anger or the frustration. Like, when we see on Frasier, like, the dad annoying Frasier, and that frustration is like, oh, my dad annoys me, too. You know what I right. mean? It's that, like, commonality with it. I think the harder one, slash, especially harder in improv, is, like, even the situation's so fucked up, it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, just as a whole concept, like, could you imagine this happening? <coughs> Thank God it's not happening. We're laughing at that. Well, it's funny. It, that makes me think about, like, you know, why... What people are laughing at what? Yeah. Right? You know, because, like, like, if you look at... I take a guy like Dice Clay, right? Oh, uh, the the, who, the who, man. Who, yeah. yeah. Who, 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 in a lot of ways, is just, was just a great fucking stand-up, right? Yeah. But at the same time, he's, he's kind of a bag of something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, and I, but, I mean, I see some people, like, the people who laugh at vulgarity... Yeah. ...when it's just vulgar and it doesn't really yeah. amount to anything else. I mean, those people, I'm just like, what they're revealing to me mm-hmm. is something wrong with them right right yeah because if, if just being vulgar is amusing to you that's fucked up i think yeah uh but i mean because and some people like i i've never a big i've never been a big like uh slapstick right like i mean i i'm I you weren't this, b- you weren't born in the 1910s. That's why. Well, the, but I remember like I remember I grew up and I watched the the, the Three Stooges and all that, and I was like, yeah. this is kind of funny. But at the same time, I was like, wow, they're sure hitting each other a fucking lot. Uh, you know, as much shit I gave the Three Stooges right now, I fucking love wrestling, which is pretty much just like serious slapstick. I've never been. I mean, I've never gotten into professional wrestling like that. And you call yourself an improviser, right? Because. I know so many people are just like, this is fucking great. And I'm just, one, I, I guess to me, I, I'm stuck on this. It's not wrestling. Uh, you but, get the fuck out well, of here. It's, it's, it, the thing is, the thing is it, it's a show. Yeah. What it is, is it's just a great fucking show. Yeah. Uh, but some 16-year-old part of me is just like, but it's not wrestling, man. Yeah. They're calling it wrestling. They should just call it show. <laughs> WSE, World Show Entertainment. World Show Entertainment. Uh, yeah. Well, I well wrestling's also a cartoon, is what I think that that's the sixteen-year-old part of me that's like, oh fuck, that dude just threw that guy. That's so fucking cool. And the fact is, like, a lot of that, like, because some of it, like, you see some of these the fake punches and all that. It's like, all right, that's that guy messed that guy yeah. by six inches. Yeah. But some of it, you see a guy just get hit in the fucking face with a chair. Yeah. And his face is cut and he's bleeding. I'm like, yeah. that just fucking happened. Yeah. Uh, because he was just basically okay with getting hit in the face with a chair. Yeah. Which, again, he's revealing something to me about himself. 
that he's okay with being hit in the face with a chair. Uh, I would never sign up for that particular gig. We got a guy here who does that kind of shit. Uh, Leroy, he just he, he'll, he'll throw tacks he's all over us. the he'll throw tacks all over the stage, just yeah. roll around on him, and they'll stick stick in his body all over the place. And it's like, oh my god! But it's, I, I'm entertained, and it's funny. It's one of those things where I'm I'm just like, no, this just isn't my thing. Yeah, like I I, I can't watch that kind of stuff. Cause yeah, I, I, it's a it's more of a freak show thing. Right. Uh, than comedy, but some people see it. They're like, "That's fucking awesome, man!" I'm like, yeah. "That guy's hurt." Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's funny to me, but not like like uh, I hate this phrase. But it's not ha ha funny to me. It's more funny like this person has to then go back to a job. <laughs> like this guy's a fucking busboy somewhere, and then he comes up here and puts t- thumbtacks over the goddamn stage and rolls around on him, and he has to he has to get in a shitty Camry, and then like. <laughs> Go back to his horrible life. Wait a minute. So this is what makes you enjoy the show? It's funny. It's funny to me that, like, this guy, this isn't even part of his day, really. Like, it's just like, this is a moment of it. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, all right, this basically, like, this, say we're not talking about Leroy. Say you're just watching a show that kind of sucks. Yeah. You're like, all right, this show kind of sucks. But what's funny to me is the shitty life I imagine that these people have. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That guy just fucking bombed, and yeah. now he's got to go home to his wife, <laughs> who I imagine doesn't really like him, right? Just because I, 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 I can imagine some shitty life for this person. And yet person. you're smiling your way through this and giggling a little bit. Well, I, mean, I, I think it's funny to, to enjoy something that you might otherwise perceive as not being entertaining because you can imagine the person otherwise suffering. They, here's the thing. They thought about that show this morning or like this afternoon. They drove here, probably hit traffic. Um, they certainly weren't paid for this. Um, oh, they better fucking believe they weren't paid for this. Um, and then they have to go home. So great, dude. And their home is and their home is just an apartment with a single light bulb. <laughs> and there's cobwebs everywhere and they just sit on a crate and cry. <laughs> but when he's that up was here, a great show. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you made me think your life probably sucks. No, uh, that's why that's why when I watch a bad show I just get up and leave. I'm like, mm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any questions for Joey? By the way, I better not fucking bomb. After saying all that shit. Yes, yeah. right there. How do you not bomb? Uh, you'd practice a lot. You'd fail at it for a while, and then you go, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, and then you just get good. But, I mean, that's, I, wish that the, I wish there was, I wish in improv there was uh, plug-in X and you do good improv. It's just, like, just, you got to do it for a long time, and it's going to be frustrating and heartbreaking, but... Then that like those fleeting moments of like yeah dude I fucking just got this or and that was you know me as a student for a while and then like now it's more like you know am I doing something that I've never done before and when I do that and I feel like this accomplishment but but I think bombing is also important because now that person whoever just bombed is gonna go I don't want to do that again I'm gonna work harder to be better at this. There's no clearer instructor than failing. Honestly, there isn't. Because they're just failing sucks. You feel it in your body, and you gotta go home to your shit crate house or whatever. Um, <laughs> because you know you got it. Yeah, it's just fucking it's house. fucking. Uh, yeah. So why not wait go home to your shit crate wait, house? Feel wait a minute, great. Like, like, like if if you bombed, you go home and like trash your place. 
<laughs> this is how I feel on the inside. <laughs> this isn't my life. No, I'm, if I bomb, I just shrug and go, oh, well. Yeah, because that, that's, that's just part of it. It's, it's built into it. Again, as, as a young improviser, I would blame everyone but myself for a bad show. <laughs> and now, at this point, I'm like, oh, guys, I really shit the bed. All right, see you guys. Uh, uh, I'm going to go watch whatever. I'm going to go home or whatever. I w- I've, I've done that as well. We're just like, you know, you, you, it's, you, try and, you can point blame in certain ways. But to me, the only useful thing to ever do after a bad show at any level is to ask yourself, what could I have done better? Yeah. Because uh, that's the only thing you're going to learn from. You can't change everybody else in the fucking world. Yeah. You can always say, because there, there is something I could have done better. Certainly. I could have supported more. I could have come in and been the, the bodyguard for the president or whatever. You know, you could. Lesson like, two. Lesson two. two. Was I a sassy enough waiter? Right, over yeah. there. What has improv provided you or done for you? Um, it's the major source of my happiness. Um, it's not real what I said. Um <laughs> No, that's a real thing. Uh, like, I mean, forget that it's, like, if I could just, there's also so many things that provided. Really great friendships, um, kind of a job, uh, opportunities to do things I've always wanted to do on stage, but it is the thing that makes me happy. Other things make me happy, wrestling, we talked about, football, things like that, of that nature, they make me happy, but improv is the thing that's, like, sustainability, like, happiness, like, like, I don't, like, like, I, it's, you know, I feel like I'm doing the thing I was supposed to be doing. And I was fortunate enough at, like, 19 or whatever, or 18 when I, like, got serious about it, that I f- still, there was places for me to go. And places like Spectacles and Pack and all these places in L.A., um, I get to then just do what I'm supposed to be doing with the rest of my life uh, as often as I can and just loving every moment of it. Even when I bomb, I go, well, it's still improv, so. It made me the richest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> The, <laughs> all right, I'm going to butcher this, but <coughs> friendship is the richest, whatever. Next question. Like, the richest yes. man has friends or some horseshit or whatever. I, right there. What it does your pre-show routine look like? Um, depending on the team, like, there certain stuff. I should, I'm, I'm making, I'm having, fr- I'm having fr- uh, fun with my friends. First and foremost, that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, I try to, make, try to make them laugh. They make me laugh. We talk about our day or whatever. We do some warm-ups here and there, you know, depending on the group. Like, um, one does this, like, very specific, like, warm-up. It's all mantra-based and, like, saying a word together as a group over and over again and then losing our minds. Um, Pictures of Spaghetti, which is, like, the main team I'm on in, uh, in Orange County, um, we kind of just do, like, we've, we, we as a group have invented some, like, warm-up games or, like, d- ways to play them. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'm working with my friends to make each other laugh. And that's probably the real thing I'm doing for my pre-show. That sounds good. One more over here. Uh, what are some of the shows you have coming up, whether you're coaching it or... That's someone I'm coaching saying that. Uh, well, um... You don't... When, when, the first and You don't say that. Well, no one knows No They'll one cut it out. That. I don't care. Or they won't. No, they d- no they won't. Tight. <laughs> uh, so the first and third Tuesday of the month of here in L.A., I perform at the Pack Theater at 7 o'clock. We do the JTS Brown. That's Very the Pack Theater at 6470 Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, packtheater.com, find out more show, shows and classes. Um, <laughs> uh, and sketch. Um, and digital, our new digital program. I'm fine with just saying sketch. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I honestly didn't know you guys had that. It's awesome. Wow, you just pissed off the audience, man. 
It's fine. I made it up. That's all right. He's going home. Um, He's, his house is getting shittier by the minute, man. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, I also so the and then the second Friday of the month, I perform with Pictures of Spaghetti at uh, eleven. It's a great name. Uh, at like Pixi- a, is that picture? Pictures of Spaghetti. Pictures of Spaghetti. Yep. All right. And then each one of our student nights at Spectacles, I'm part of Marquee. We just just we just do whose line is it anyways. Um, it's not we're not even pretending we're doing something else. Uh, and then I also coach a team. Uh, one of the teams I coach is called American Buffalo, and they are performing. Uh, I think they're probably going to be performing every other month or so at Spectacles Improv uh, in Fullerton, California. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Let's me and Joey do a set. Yep. All right. Thanks for hanging out for the set. Uh, what's going to happen is me and Joey are going to do about 25 to 30 minutes of long-form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Catharsis. 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 Dictionary. 
all right, well, fuck me. It doesn't say boo in there. <laughs> you really thought I was going to say boo? I didn't know. Dude, I have no fucking clue what's going on. There are so right, many you know iguanas in here. You know what? You know what? Never mind becoming. Let's just record your shitty track. It's not shitty. It means a lot to me. <laughs> Go ahead. Get you have cages for the iguanas that they're just going like, to like, roam freely. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Dude, you 100% see all these iguanas. There are no iguanas in this room. <laughs> that went straight through you. You're a fucking ghost. I think one of your iguanas is dead, too. Are you going to get in the booth, or what? Oh, fuck, dude. Are you like a spirit guide? I run a dojo that is also a recording studio, all right? <laughs> I'm a ghost. I was killed by a group of iguanas. <laughs> all right, is this the same group of iguanas, or is it their children? This is the same group. They are also ghosts. How did I touch one? Why did the ghost one hit you if you're also a ghost? That's how ghosts work. Because that iguana is still a little bit too corporeal. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes. Are you angry at the iguanas? No, I've, I've forgiven them. We live now in peace. <laughs> Although I, I do constantly say I don't see them. Okay. Um, oh, well, get in the booth then. Yeah, get in the booth. Is there gonna be some ghost shit in there I gotta deal with? Undoubtedly. <laughs> were you happy when you were alive? This this is your hour, man. <laughs> I'll spend right. the extra 20 bucks. I was. Up until I was killed by a pack of iguanas. It takes a long time to be killed by a pack of iguanas. <laughs> I probably did a lot of planning and research. No, they just waited until I was stoned out of my fucking mind. <laughs> and then fucking jumped on me and slowly killed me. How stoned were you that you didn't react? Really fucking stoned, man. Okay. I couldn't move. I get paranoid when I'm stoned. I do too. I thought, this can't be happening. I cannot be being attacked by fucking jackload of iguanas right now. But sure as shit, I was being attacked by fucking iguanas. Yeah. I think about embarrassing things I did in high school when I get high. Wow, that's dumb. <laughs> are you ready? What was that? Are you re are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Okay. Lay it down. Uh, this is Jeffrey, face track one, take one. This song sucks so far, man. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to... I'm recording. <laughs> Is this song all bass? <laughs> <laughs> There's three of us in the band who play bass. negative for a ghost. You're not like Casper at all. I'm fucking dead, man. And I still gotta work this studio. 
<laughs> is it, are you one of those ghosts where you have to complete a task before you can go? No, I'm just one of those ghosts that gets dicked over. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I'm the reason why, but you've become a lot more aggressive since, uh... That's because you didn't become something, man. Did you want me to die? No, I wanted you to become something more than you were right then, alright? Kyle, you sound just like my dad. <laughs> yeah, I do sound like your dad. He's really disappointed in you. Yeah. He wanted me to work at his shop, but I, I just fucking can't stand it. Yeah, he loved that shop. I don't know, I think it's killing him. He's too old to be working that hard. Oh, you don't know yet. What? <clears throat> your dad was me, man. <gasps> I, wasn't, I wasn't there to see him die. <gasps> he asked for you. By name? What did he, what, did he give, send you a message? You know, I'm recording all this. <laughs> okay, well, make this a bonus track. I don't care. I didn't want to bother you. Dude. The your, fuck? Your father? Mom. Your father had a heart attack at the store. Couldn't have called? I didn't want to bother you. Your brother was there. Don't. Don't say his name. <laughs> don't say his name. Do not say his name. Donald was always there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always here, man. That's <laughs> because <laughs> you didn't move out. <laughs> why why didn't. would he move out? Why would he? Why would a son move out? Because I'm perfectly happy at home. I was. Oh, he's perfectly happy, but I wasn't. I feel like a stranger in this family. Well, you certainly were a stranger yesterday when your father died. Oh, I knew you were going to throw that back in my face as soon as I said it. He asked for you. That's the first time he's done that in a long time. Ever since he found out I'm not working at the shop, he hasn't really talked to me. I mean, we Facebook message, but that's about it. It's mostly about the Padre score and how they suck. <laughs> That was me on Facebook. Oh, was you on Facebook? <laughs> that's infinitely worse. Even if, I mean, that's true, but you could have just not said it. You could have had that be a thing I get to hold on to. Okay, fine, it wasn't me. I, there's no going back, Mom! <laughs> what do you, what do you want? Why did you come home? I just, honestly, I have no clue. I just felt like my life. My husband died yesterday. It's all about you, isn't it? It's all about, oh, look, I'm home. Why wasn't I told? You're going to eat a sandwich? I'm very, <laughs> <laughs> you made sandwiches. I know, I, I make great sandwiches. They're outstanding. It's one of the things that I feel like we connected on. You make a sandwich and I'd eat this, it. This is, not the, this is not the time for eating a sandwich. I can't believe you went right for the fucking sandwiches. That's what I would say. My husband died. Mom, the oven ding. What? Oh. <laughs> Are they ready? No, not yet. Here's the chocolate chip cookie. You don't get any. Oh, that's the worst thing you can say after they're chocolate chip cookies. 
bit about me. My father died. My husband died. You win. We had you. He chose me. Half me is that hurt so much, and the other half is that's a really good one, Mom. You got me there. Oh, Jesus. I've never been stabbed, but I think I have been now. Why am I so different from everyone, Mom? Donald gets it. You, you guys like love you each other. You were always your father's favorite. No, you're out of your mind. Dad and I never agreed on anything. Dad, he hated Donald. Donald was a kiss ass. Donald never left the house. It's true, Donald. Yeah, that's how Donald deals with things. <laughs> he just goes through that door and goes back into the basement. But he, he worked for Dad at the shop. Yes, your father didn't want him to. Your father wanted more for both of you. He loved the idea of your all-face band. <laughs> I, don't know, I talked to a ghost today and didn't seem to like it that much. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he was killed by iguanas. It's a bunch of shit I gotta deal with today. All right, are you, are you fucking around right now? The cookies, Mom. What? No? <laughs> No, let's get back to us. But why did Dad never say that to me? If he said that to me once, you know, I probably would have worked at the shop. If he said it just once, just one time, I would have been like, you know what, I'm being a selfish asshole here. Because that's what I thought of Dad. I thought he was selfish.
go back to watching your Padres, Dad. I will. Yeah, good. I, I love the Padres. Yeah. That's ridiculous, because they've been terrible the entire time. You shut up. You shut up. You sh don't tell me to shut up. I'm your father. You shut up. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Wow, you just insulted your mother. No, yes, I'm a... No, that's not what I... What did he just fucking say? He, are, are, is he sure? Is your father sure that you're his son? Is that what you just said? Oh, because I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that means I was fucking around when I got pregnant with you. The other guy. The, the other oh, okay. <laughs> yes, every day. I know he was hard. But as soon as you left that room, he completely changed. He was trying to... Well, fuck you, Dad! That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be strong. He's gonna be I forgot my bass guitar. You pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
We do that here. Yeah. I want the best fucking gift wrap you got. The one with the snowman on it, you got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be paying with a lot of five dollar bills. I know how fight clubs work. <laughs> I just want my oldest to take over my pawn shop one day. He's into some weird shit. Wait a minute, this is a pawn shop? Yeah. I saw the guitar in the window. I thought this was a guitar store. We also carry guns, so this makes us a pawn shop. <laughs> That's all it takes to be a pawn shop? Right here in the dictionary. A gun? <laughs> Definitely look that up. <laughs> Still want George Harrison's guitar. I'm not paying for this guitar. <laughs> no! But then all that death was for nothing! Your store is not real. <laughs> it's true. I'm you, a ghost. You missed a... You're a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> Throw that iguana at me and go right through me. <laughs> Why the fuck would you choose the iguana? I could draw any object. <laughs> it's the iguana that killed me. Oh. Ironically, it's also the iguana I raised. Is that irony? Love, Dad? 
that a no? Okay, I get him. I'm not allowed to have cookies. I get it. Yes, I loved your father. Of course I loved your father. Everyone loved Dad. Everyone did. He was the mayor. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. Was your father the fucking mayor? Yeah, that makes you the mayor's life. What do you think that sash was for? He ran the shop and then mayored part-time. Alright, what the fuck is going on? He mayored part-time. Mayoring isn't a part-time gig, I don't think. And again, I don't know if a mayor's to fight you on this. So if you just sign this and uh, be really good for the environment, create right, a new park. That sounds, that sounds good to me. A new park is always good. Yeah. Look, so I'm gonna I'm gonna duck out for about two hours. Sir, there's so many things I need you to sign. <laughs> There, do you see this comically large stack of white paper? <laughs> All right. Uh, just use the stamp. I hate using the stamp. I get hand crushed. Right. I gotta get back to the store. I'm the mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. I, 
No, she's also actually does there. It's just it's just easier for you to think that's what that is. Favorite point. What else would it be? Damn it. Damn it, Frank. You done did it this time. <laughs> I'm having an affair with her. But not the normal a man fucks a lady affair. <laughs> it's infinitely more complex than that. I gotta get back to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your wife I say hello. And the kids. I'm not going home. I'm going to the shop. You're going to see her later tonight. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Good, he didn't notice this shash. <laughs> Guns for children approved. <laughs> the mayor, the real mayor, He's not here. Just lifted my skirt, screamed like a schoolboy, and ran out of the building. So you turned back on. What the you? fuck did okay. you say to him? I said it was simpler that he didn't know the real thing that was going on. But I think he's pieced it all together. <laughs> he came in here mentioning that he could see your bulge. Alright, you know what? But don't go in there. Don't go in there either. No! This is too symbolic! No! <laughs> Let me sleep the penis! Fine. There. Oh, this the only, for you. Good, this is the only part that I really loved. It's hard, but it's better knowing that 
he did actually think highly of me. Because when you live your entire life thinking he doesn't, only to find out that he does, I don't know, makes me feel a little more grateful that I had him as a dad. And I'm sorry he lied to you about being the mayor. There was just so many clues. He had a mayor hat. He had a hat that said mayor, Mom. No one, I thought that was a joke, because no one would actually wear a hat that says mayor. He had a sash and a hat that said mayor. That's like a cartoon mayor. I know. That's a costume. I know. But that's, that was, he was a genius. Because that's a perfect lie. He, he went cartoon mayor, so no, I would never think a man dressed as a cartoon mayor would be the mayor. He was smart. I don't know why he just didn't tell me. Well, look how you're reacting now. He probably started being the mayor secret and then never told you, and then it was too late. Because he'd probably blow up at him. I, I would have been upset. I would have wondered why didn't you tell me you were the mayor? There's nothing wrong with being the mayor. That's a good thing. It's a great thing. I just... I think Dad liked to keep us at like arm's length, you know? Even, even you, his wife, his lover, he kept at arm's length. But it kills me that he would let you in when you weren't around. He spoke very highly of you when you weren't around. Oh, if only they could see me. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I never told you I was the mayor. I didn't. I, it was. It was. A, it was just responsibility. I, 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 I didn't want you to think I was all full of myself because I'd been elected mayor. I know how you're just not so politically minded. <laughs> Boy. Oh, yeah, I bet those are good. He's a great mom. Yeah, fresh out of the oven. You're both drinking out of the carton like animals, though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Dad would say if he was here now? That's just not cool. <laughs> I bet he'd say he'd love us and be so proud of us. We've both got mouths full of each other's germs, right? <laughs> Freaking out of the goddamn garden. <laughs> I want to. I'm just listening for the sound of three different bases rocking the heavens. I'll be looking down. So that, no, I'm gonna find that 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 prick. <laughs> What's his fucking name? The guy. Uh, <laughs> George Harris, and I'm gonna find that guy. I'm gonna beat his ass. Hey, it's me, George Harrison. I'm the heaven, I'm your guy. Hey, you're George Harrison, huh? Yeah, I played the guitar for the Beatles. Yeah, and you signed some bass that wasn't yours, didn't you? One time.
<laughs> the fuck is a sitar? It's the like Indian guitar. It's like. Oh yeah, I saw pictures of you doing that bullshit. It wasn't bullshit, man. We were exploring our mind. <laughs> you think Sergeant Pepper's only heart club band would be possible without a sitar? Look, shut up. Don't listen to my boy. He's pretty good. Is he the good-looking one in the middle? Yep, that's him. All right. I mean, he's no Paul McCartney, but he's pretty good. <laughs> what did you just say? I'm just saying, I feel like you're going to punch me again. But what I did say was he's no Paul McCartney. You're right, he's no Paul McCartney. Better. What? That three-bass band is going to be bigger than the Beatles ever were. We were bigger than Jesus. <laughs> and he still let me in. Yes, I'm, I'm still not happy about that. <laughs> oh my god, get off your cross, Jesus. <laughs> we get it, you're a monster. I am off my cross. <laughs> on which I was horribly tortured and murdered I'm to sorry. save all of your eternal souls from I'm eternal sorry. damnation. This is just how Jesus is. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. He recently gave up chewing tobacco, so he's really on edge. You shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Now, brothers. 
knives? <laughs> That's our show.